Good news for all you Heinz Blind Veterans Rehab Center graduates. All of you are invited to join Heinz Blind Veteran Graduate Support Group. Their mission is simple, helping all of you stay connected by using video and messaging apps like Zoom and GroupMe, assisting and encouraging each other and continuing to develop skills together. If you would like more information, contact David King at LarryPolk58 at gmail.com. That's L-A-R-R-Y-P-O-L-K-5-8 at gmail.com.
Yep, I haven't finished my job. Right. 
as often as you would if you were displaying on walls and desks and things of that nature. So the presentation of a good picture has to be proper, especially if it's a David King picture. <laughs> yeah, okay. I get that. So what's the future look like for David King? What The future looks pretty good to me. After coming to uh, here to Heinz uh, uh, Rehab, there was, beforehand, there was a little less potential of doing anything. I just recently re- been retired and uh, living in a senior retirement community. I'm thinking, well, this is the way I'm going to be coasting out of the life, just sitting around and smoking cigars with the old people and talking with them. But, uh, but after coming here, the hope of being more than a sit-around senior citizen has inspired me to do more than that. I I still want to take pictures. I still want to create things. I still want to mentor. I still, not, it didn't take anything from it, but it added to me uh, the opportunity to do more with technology and the things that we have that are given to us or assessed to us based on where we're at, our vision is, how we feel psychologically, mentally about those things. And then moving forward, because you got to have a positive outlook in order to. But before I came here, I, it was it was dwindling. It was going away from me because when you retire, and people are like, well, they assume you can't see that well anyway. You you don't need to uh, take pictures, or you're not a professional anymore. But that's what people would say or think to themselves without saying anything. But I knew uh, I knew what they were thinking. Ah, oh, you can't do it. Anymore. So they would come to you for where I would used to get thousands of calls, minimized to a low, low, very amount. And maybe every once in a while somebody would call you out of the blue sky. Hey, you still take pictures? Yeah. Um, we like for you. And then they don't understand the status. Well, my eyes are not that well anymore, so I can't. And they'll concur with you. Okay, if you got bad eyes, we don't want you to take our pictures. Uh, and I'm like, okay, I really don't want to take it. Because I'm not sure of myself. Right. If I have the ability to continue to see uh, through the eyes of a camera as I used to look through the eyes of a camera. Right. So, what do you think people will say when when you try to take their picture and then you say I have low vision? Well, one of the things I I don't I think I would be transparent somewhere on point in line, but I think your work speaks louder, it speaks more volumes than um, actually running your mouth and saying, hey, I got got this bad eye, so um, I might not be the one. Right. Uh, I think being honest up front to those initially before we come into the studio or wherever we're taking those pictures, I think being, being honest about that at first uh, because if people feel like, well, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you don't have ability, capability as you used to do, so we're not going to give you a job. We're going to give it to somebody, or I would refer someone else. And I've been referring people for several years now to uh, certain people that has the equipment, but they're, to me, they still don't know how to use what they got. Right. So I, I really continue would like to. You know, perhaps one day run a podcast instructional on how to use a 
correctly as well as how to take great pictures because there's more than being a photographer than just taking the picture. It also involves composition. It also involves um, leading lines, all kind of aspects that help you to understand that whatever qualities you were looking for before in the picture, you're still looking for it now. And so with the naked eye, even though it's one bad eye, I have, I still have a good eye for a camera or a good picture. Good. So you mentioned mentoring before. Um, what type of mentoring do you do? Well, I'm a mentor through my church, Naturally Missionary Baptist Church. We have a program called Voice to Men. Say the name of the church again, slowly. Nazarene Missionary Baptist Church, located in Evansville, Indiana. Okay. Under the direction of Pastor Larry A. Rascal Sr. Oh, wow. Let's give him a big plug. Yes, he, he, he's, my, he's my mentor. Uh, even though he's younger than me, he's still a great mentor because he has taught me leadership, confidence, and also given me the ability to be a leader. And, um, you know, where we were optimistic, we was like, nah, I don't mind being behind the scene, but I don't want to be the scene. Uh, so I used to shy away from being in front of the crowd, always work behind the scene. But through this church and through our pastor, he had a brother in Indianapolis, or has a brother in Indianapolis, who is running the program up there and been doing it for several years and he said well let me take some brothers he took about 12 or 14 of us to indianapolis one friday night about 15 years ago and he introduced us to this program and we were on our way back from that night session because it was from six o'clock in the evening where they had a session of boys to me and mentors were available holding boys accountable, giving them some education. I think at the time they were talking about um, sex, which is a tedious subject for just younger boys. Uh, that's more required of older boys, not older, but high school boys who are getting ready or already contemplated sex or whatever, talking about transmitting disease. Uh -huh. And so the, the danger in them to be careful about and to you know, how to use safe, how to have safe sex. Right. So that was a beginning subject. And when we heard that session, on our way back to Evansville that night, we were having a meeting on that bus. And we were all excited. We said, that program we want to incorporate in our church ministry. Mm -hmm. And so Pastor got us together, had several meetings to organize how that's going to look in our field, in our church. We discussed, we had meeting after meeting, and finally we decided we're going to activate this program here in, Evan, in the city of Evansville. We did. And we've been doing it for 14 years. Now the program is designed to train and prepare young men for adulthood, our, 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 our acronym or our motto is um, preparation opens doors of opportunity. And so acronym is PODO, P-O-D-O. Preparation opens doors of opportunity. Gotcha. Which means 
teams to the boys. We're preparing you now. So that's constant training. It's not training any skills. However, part of the mentoring teaches you different skills. It involves you, opens the doors to different type of professional skills, schooling, right, and responsibility to grade and and their responsibility, what they're doing in their community at home, cool churches. So. How many of these boys that have graduated the program are actually out there leading good Christian lives and uh, mentoring others? Well, some of them are still in high uh, in colleges. Oh, okay. Um, trying to finish up their degrees, their degrees, because we push them to move to a higher excellence uh-huh. in high school. We want to prepare you for high school, but we also want to prepare you for after high school. Right. Whether you want to go to school. And we would take you on tours to different schools, colleges, and give you a choice to, you know, what kind of college would you like to have? We're going to give you a variety of colleges if, as budget as budget allows us to right. to take them on different tours around the world um, to find out what school you would like to go, what technology you want to do, and revealing them, opening up the opportunity for them to see these college campuses, walk on these college campuses, and know that it's different than grammar school as well as high school, that this is a different environment. Now you're 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 on your own. Right. Uh, you need to work on accountability. Uh, we were holding you accountable in high school, middle school. Uh, now you have to go, once you get into these schools, and you see the conduct as we take you on this tour of these other young people. There's no one, their moms and dads are not around to push them to class. Right. Now we want them to see what college life looked like on the campuses and walk them through dorms and see what it's like to go from one dorm to another dorm or to go from one building to class site to another class. You're on your own. Right. And you, part of preparation is. If you, we're going to get you ready. We want you to see the, the bigger picture. We want right. you to see the whole thing. So if you are wanting, if you if you do want to educate, you know, you need to know it's on your. You got to do this. Right. Uh, we'll push you to that point. And even if you need to call us back during that time where you come, that's fine. Uh, some of them have uh, come back to the program to help out. Uh huh. And we love that part more than anything. As a matter of fact. We were wanting to train. We were training at one time junior mentors, and junior mentors are just basically assisting mentors right. to do a uh, and, and and knowing the rules and the regulations because there's rules and regulations in everything we do. You know, we don't allow them to cuss. We don't allow them to come to the out wear baggy clothes and derogatory statements on their shirts and wearing flip flops because if you're wearing flip flops to a meeting like mentorship, then you'll go to a job wearing flip-flops or right. going to a job. We're trying to teach them a little responsibility. We want you to learn responsibility right starting from the beginning of this program to the time you get out of the program. Right. And then also offer that you will come back and help us in the effort. Most of these boys love the program. The parents, of course, love it. Right. Uh, but the boys love the program. I think one of the selling points was in an Annapolis group, they didn't feel so we would have them from 6 o'clock until 7.45 at night, 
initiatives. There was opportunities to wards. We would always get out awards for initiative. Who showed the most significant uh, initiative through the year? Or who showed leadership right. in this program through the year? Or who's the new kid on the block and how did he act in the first year or first working? We, we are. Normally we would do that every year and that's really how the program was based on. We wanted to be a, give some type of incentive. Uh, we also offer, you know, we do t-shirts and, you know, awards and, you know, sometimes the rookie of the year gets this special case. A pastor would always make sure he would get them a backpack with in personal embroiderized with their name on it. Uh-huh. Boys to men and so forth, personalized prayer. That, that's his pet peeve. He loves to do that every year. And you said um, the parents were involved. Oh, of course. What, what was the typical family well, look like? People think that boys and men are just for men. People are families of young men, men who have no two-parent home. Mm-hmm. We, we intentionally, that was our purpose and intention of starting that program, and that may work in the bigger cities well, uh, we, we have it in every city where there's parents with, no, with broken homes. But we open that door to all, all ages, all races, and even if you have both parents at home, we involve even the parent. If your dad is home, hey, they come on with be one of our mentors. Right. Because your child, you may not be personal one-on-one with your child because that would be a conflict of interest. Because you're getting favoritism. Right. So I started out with five boys in the program. And uh, I would, other mentors would hold them responsible. And then I would get them. So you wouldn't mentor your own? No. Not in the program? If you're a father, you're already one, a mentor. Right. You're leading with your by example as leadership. But as a mentor, you have an outside mentor other than your father, which is someone you can call on. Right. For help, even though you have a father and inclusive of a father. Cool. Well, it sounds like a great program. Oh, it is. Um, 15, 14 years. So let me know more about you personally. <laughs> I know you don't like talking about yourself. Nah. I hear you're the mayor. Oh, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> do not, do not. If I know you're going to say that, I'll beat you out a long time ago. <laughs> They entitled me the mayor and Aaron. I understand the purpose and reason. And if you, I'm sure everybody's listening and probably say that guy, he is. He's he's got a confidence in himself. He, he's 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 pretty strong-minded. 
days sometimes we go through mental depressions because we're like, oh my, oh this shit, it's just probably the end of the world. But no, it's not. And and I saw some guys who were optimistic. They didn't know what to think or what to do. And uh, I'm just only coming here to do what I can and get on out of here. And that was kind of my attitude too. But once I started taking these classes and identifying with these classes what they were about, these I had to realize one thing, I came here for help, not the people who helped me. So I realized that these people are sincere about making sure you are building your help, hope up to be what I would call independent. And you don't have to worry about your inability to see because there's so many adaptive tools and equipment that you can right. have, you make that possible. And we use examples like the click ruler. I mean, if you can't see, you can still measure something with a click ruler. Right. Or if, uh, even if you um, you can't see, you can in manual skills you can you can make a belt without and using a blindfold to do that. So for those who can't see, it's really a nice braided belt. Yeah, nice. Very detailed as far as uh, a belt is concerned, because most belts are just made of patent leather and right. stripped and, and manufactured. But this is woven, and the, the, the principle in the weaving and all that is paying attention to detail because you got to go and you got to pay attention to listen to instructions right. and take it. That's where you're using all of your skills other than your visual. So, this program added a lot of confidence to me. And then I was thinking, here comes other people behind me, some younger and some older than me, right. that were having inabilities in, in just not confident enough. As a matter of fact, I saw one man that just looked like he was just down. And I, I'm a person that likes to encourage other people uh, because I believe if you start trying to help those who have doubt and give them the same confidence that I got, I think a lot of these guys will go home not probably saying I was the mayor and say, well, that guy gave me more uh, confidence about my ability than the entire place on the Kevin. But I pray for these guys here that are doing their job. And I pray for the veterans who served in the military 
controversial. It was called The King and I. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> and, and, of course, it's been always who? Guess who was the king? <laughs> the king. And the, 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 the teacher just thought, man, you read those lines just perfect. You're going to be the king. And, of course, controversy, who's going to be the queen? He ain't got no black girl to be the queen. Right. So we're going to, there was a queen. Of course, without my knowing at the time, thank goodness I didn't. And I probably would have been depressed and walked out of that situation and said, I don't want to get involved. But there was some controversy with parents saying, I can't even But the right. school board stepped in on my behalf and had somebody to. Yeah, this was back in the 60s. Yeah, so. advocate for me because they just said, oh, no, he has every right. They were giving me my rights. And right. so somebody was fighting for me, even though I didn't know it. Uh-huh. And so that vulnerability, I didn't know it. As long as you don't know, somebody was fighting. Because sometimes we know, we're like, okay, I got a big brother. We yeah, you get him up for me. You get cocky then. Yeah, you get a little cocky, and I'm like, well, see, it's best not to know everything. Because it also, it can, it can undermine and manipulate your future. Right. So, you know, it's kind of, it, it, that's just the way it is. But even in high school, the first, I still go with this first stuff because I'm like, I didn't know it was a first until they told me. Right. And they said, you're the first black freshman class president that they ever had. Well, I'm like, I don't know, because they integrated the school. Uh-huh. And so they never had it. That wasn't impossible. It was just because of a... Um, a, a Supreme Court decision right. to make things available for everybody. So it was, it's just one of those things. I just didn't always capitalize in on history. But in essence, it was just letting me know you can do anything again that anybody else can do. You can do it too. Right. Yeah. So after high school, you, you went right into the service? Right into the military. After the military, uh, I got married. Uh, got married and um, had one, two, and three girls and raised those lovely daughters back to Evansville, Indiana. I, got, I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember even getting out of the military in 75, still a little racism, still a little separatism going on. I had a difficult ch- time finding a job. Um, I mean, I wanted to work so bad because you wanted to make money so you could eat your family. Right. It's the first part of leadership. I guess I was co-mentoring myself because I was pushing myself to, to excellence. And why? Because I was I lived through an example of people who set a good example. Right. And so they were good parents. They they, they made sure we was eat, fed, clothed, and went to school. And I, they would tell us, your job to go to school is not to get caught up in racism. We sent you to school and learn. That's all I needed to know. And so I felt good and confident. So after military, uh, I I got married and settled down with our kids. And I think I've never turned back since then. Did you teach your kids the same values? They're moving forward with it. All of them got it. They, uh, as a matter of fact, they magnify those values. Excellent. They've taken it to another level. And that's what you want as a parent. Exactly. You always want your kids to do better than you did. I don't want, and you need to tell them the stories that got you where you at. Right. So that they can see, oh, and I can tell you, my daughters did not want to be in poverty. Okay. <laughs> so they, they strive for the best. Right. And, uh, lawyers, uh, teacher, counselors, uh, veteran, nurses. These guys, 
grandchildren to be happy. Uh, I, did, I don't want to curse the generations to come. Right. So I try to do anything to build the generations. Well, we're, we're winding down. We've only got a few more minutes. But okay. quickly, tell me about your grandchildren. Beautiful kids. I have 10. I have 24 grandchildren. Wow. And 10 great-great-children. Wow. And I just love every last one of them. I can't hug them all the time because of this pandemic. Um, great-grandbabies. I've got a set of twin granddaughters that I I've seen many pictures of. I just haven't held them little darling little girls in my arms. Uh-huh. And then I got a great grandson who's this chubby who he just don't know about take them cheeks. He's a, <laughs> his name is Melo. And I tell you, if I could just get that little spore rotten boy, come on, grandpa, great granddaddy wants to take a he's a boxer, I'm telling you I'll be a boxer. Because I call him my little champ, because he came out with his fist balled up.